This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June 23rd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> again, giving your question the, the thought, it, the, the level of thought it, it, it deserves. Uh, yes. You know, the struggle is real, but... Yeah? No. Did anything break in your condo today? Didn't break today? Not that I'm aware of. That's good. Uh, similar issue to yesterday. Still have a, this, a slight plumbing issue. Yeah. But I, I think I'm, I'm just going to replace the part, and I think I'll just I'll, I'll be good to go after that. Well, that's that's good. Nothing got worse today, then, which is, I guess, a plus, given the Not trend that I'm aware of, no. Yeah. Our, uh, our streaming picks were both awesome on Wednesday. Yeah, we did pretty well with that, eh? You were really excited about Adam Conley. He did great again for you. And then I had Trevor Bauer, who complete game, one run, ten strikeouts, and we'll never complain about that. Mm. That went pretty well. well. We looked smart on Wednesday. We have our days at times. Mm. Especially I need, given how my streaming picks I've been doing for the last month or so. So it was good. Um, yeah, anything else from uh, baseball on, on Wednesday before we uh, get into it? Anything else from baseball on Wednesday? Well, I don't know about Wednesday, but Dylan. Yes. Did you know that on July 9th, about two weeks from today, the White Sox are giving away a throwback cap at U.S. Cellular Field? No. What is it? It's the it's, it's one of the styles from the 80s. I think it's, it's I, I'm pretty sure it's pre-83, 83. I have to look it up now. And it's a giveaway? Yeah, July 9th, White Sox cap. And you're and thinking about going? I am thinking about going, and not only that, I'm thinking about using SeatGeek.com to buy my tickets. There you go. That would be a, a way to get a, a pretty good cap. There it is. Yeah, it's the uh, traditional one with the the big SOX over the top. That's pretty good. Not bad. So yeah. I'm going to use SeatGeek.com, and I, I have a promo code. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have heard about this. Good. Uh, it's S-T-R-E-A-M-S. Yes. Streams. Type that in, and you save 20 bucks off the price of your tickets to it, no matter what the price is. So, yeah. if it's, but, you know, like a $30 ticket, 10 bucks. Yeah. And a White Sox cap. And a White Sox cap, And yeah. you can watch the White Sox and the Braves play. That's true. That's true. You can go on the 21st. You can go do Greek Heritage Night, if you're in Chicago. I could. Not as cool as the hat, though. No, I, 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 uh, well, you know... It, and who might have disparaged the Greeks, Dylan? I don't know you're yeah. so anti-Greek. I'm not anti-Greek. I just don't think you or I have the uh, the Greek heritage to enjoy it like we should. Agreed. We do not. You know, yeah. you know who does? Who's that? Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis could go. It's a Greek heritage night. They're playing the Tigers, unfortunately. But if it's they, for some reason, were playing the Braves, then that would be a thing. A free t-shirt Thursday. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, com for 20 bucks off a ticket. Yep. You use That'd be pretty good. Streams, type it in there, save yourself 20 bucks. Yeah, we appreciate them sponsoring us, uh, a good partner for us, and helps you out, helps us out. It's kind of a, a win, win, win all around. So, yeah, go check that out, try it out. If you want to sell any tickets, you can do that. If you want to go see not White Sox baseball, you can do that too, wherever you are. But yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to watch the White Sox these days? <laughs> Especially from you. That's good. Um, speaking of which, got to look into these Thursday games. And Matt, it's your favorite day of the week. Looks like James Shields is scheduled to pitch. Uh, I know. James Shields is scheduled to pitch in Fenway. 
You think he's going to pitch in the ninth? I don't think he's going to pitch in the ninth, unless it's out of relief. No, but no, even on, then. You know, I said on the ninth. Oh, on the ninth. I thought you meant in Fenway, is he going to pitch in the ninth inning? I'm like, I don't no, think so. I, I guarantee that there's a zero I, chance he'll make the ninth inning. Is the question, will he line up then, or is the question, will he still have a job come July 9th? It, it both are valid. Yeah. Thursday the 23rd, there's this split slate that Matt loves so much, but it's a mini split slate, so it's kind of fun. Four games in the morning, or sorry, during the day, I suppose, depending on where you live, morning Four. for me, and then uh, five games in the evening, so two two small slates, and we're going to try and count them both up and, and try and check them out. Um, and the first one involves James Shields going to Boston. You're just taking any Boston hitter, basically, right? Uh, Yeah, not Travis Shaw, though. No, not Travis Shaw. He, he exited tonight with a shin bruise, so I don't I don't know if he's gonna make it in tomorrow morning. Or That's fine. Tomorrow All right. We'll get there when we get to third base. Let's go ahead and start with catcher though. So on uh on Thursday at catcher, what are you thinking, Matt? In the afternoon. In the afternoon? Yes, to start. Earth um, Giants catchers versus John Neese. Don't care who it is, I want the righty. Yeah, you want Posey or Trevor Brown, they'd both be fine. I have Chris Ianetta versus Daniel Norris. Yeah, Daniel Norris has been bad at AAA this year. I went to look because he hadn't pitched much in the majors, and his ERA is like well over four and a high whip at AAA, so I'm all in there. Pitching Toledo, I take it? Yeah, mostly Toledo, and it's just uh, been bad. That's that's a notorious hitter's league. Yeah. He's like he's a prospect. Like There's talent there, but I'm definitely not scared of him with uh, with Mariners hitters, including Ianetta, who likes lefties. Don't I made that up? I have no idea if it's a hitters league or not. <laughs> the international league is not a hitters league nearly as much as Pacific Coast league. No, it really. Uh, point is, uh, yeah, your Tigers right, including Ian Ed are just fine. Okay. And lastly, I have Cameron Rupp versus Ricky Nolasco. Okay. Is there anything there for you other than Ricky Nolasco's bad? Uh, it's it's ready and ready. Cameron Rupp has is, is done pretty well against righties for the Phillies this year, and Ricky mm-hmm. Nolasco. Again, he's one of those guys who doesn't have a platoon split, but he's also not very good. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't mind the righty on righty thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think yeah. it's good for Cameron Rupp to handle yep. Alasco. I think he'd be fine. He has the power to to do something. Um, the only things I had written you didn't. I wrote Detroit catchers. Uh, the Mariners are starting a guy named Adrian Sampson. Can you tell me anything about Adrian Sampson? I know that in his ESPN.com profile, he's wearing a Pittsburgh cap. Yeah, not a great sign. Uh, oh. Didn't not have a current photo. Um, so I'm picking, I'll be picking Tigers as well, uh, for Thursday, and we kind of like all three of those catchers at their different price points. In some formats, uh, Victor Martinez is eligible, we have to pay for it, but it'll be fine. We like Jared Salzlamaki if he gets in, switch hitter, and then, uh, even, uh, James McCann can run into one sometimes if you're looking for a cheap option, I like that just fine too. Um, it's just a, it's an offense that I like to get a part of. And and the same logic, uh, the Red Sox catchers can't hit. Sandy Leone can when he gets in, when they keep playing him for some reason. But uh, Christian Vasquez or Sandy Leone are going to be cheap, and they're going to bat at the back of that lineup that's going to theoretically score, you know, a million runs against James Shields and the White Sox. Uh, Would you consider one of those Red Sox catchers just to get a warm body from that lineup? That's fair. Yeah, it's going to be cheap. Um, I mean, so it's a four-game slate, so you're just trying to think of something uncommon, you know, a little bit. You still need production, but it's it's hard to go all obvious here. And uh, even, you know, just a few hits and a run or two could be pretty good points at the position in, in four games. So 
Um, how about in the evening where we have five games to pick from? What are you thinking for catcher? Uh, in the evening, I don't. You know, I had to get a bit, you know, a bit creative with my matchups. Mm-hmm. I've done Stephen Vogt versus Tim Lincecum. Sure. Yeah, that's about the only ace hitter against righties that we kind of like. Lincecum came back in his first start and was okay, but he definitely the peripherals don't look that good. He's gonna get hit. Yeah, you can pick against him. I think he can. Uh, I've done Chris Herman versus Eddie Butler. Okay. Sure. Yeah, trying to get any of those D-backs guys. The D-backs lineup's frustrating because it's so fluid. Accurate. It's hard to figure out in advance who's going to start. Accurate. But, uh, yeah, Herman gets in there for sure. I'm thinking he's going to sneak in there. Yeah. And lastly, I my guy, Tucker Barnhart, getting Christian Friedrich. Okay, yeah. You like Tucker Barnhart more than I do, but you're talking about a very cheap catcher, and there's not really any wrong answers when you do that, I feel like. He, he tends to start against lefties, and he's gotten, I think he has no PS over 850 against left-handed pitching this season. Yeah, and Christian Friedrich has a good-looking ERA, but we've said before, we don't buy that. Uh, the peripherals don't look great. He's going to get hit. I actually uh, like a number of reds, so I'm fine with that. Um, the names I have, you don't. Uh, how about this Cubs guy, Wilson Contreras? He's right-handed, and he gets way in chin, and he just keeps producing. Do you like that? I don't know if he's going to sneak in, but if he does, it'd be interesting. Yeah, the righty on lefty if he starts over uh Don't think about David Ross with John Lester? Oh, yeah, that's probably true. I forgot about that. But, honestly, David Ross keeps hitting lefties. I I'm, I do know that. I always forget about him because he doesn't start so often. But, yeah, he should catch John Lester. And David, Ra- David Ross, who uh, is known for not hitting at all, is hitting, has an OPS of 1177. 1.177 against lefties. Crushing lefties. It's uh, 44 plate appearances. But already has three homers against him this year. Uh, and he is right-handed. So if you want a real uh, dark horse option there, again, in the small slate, I like getting real creative. And he has hit lefties better in his career. I don't think David Ross is a terrible idea. Um, and you are correct. He will probably catch John Lester. So I'm changing my answer from Wilson Contreras to David Ross, and I like it. And other than that, I'm going to pick a lot of Padres against John Lamb. There are a lot of Padres again at lefties, and Derek Norris is one of them. He's had a bad year, but still hitting lefties. So uh, I would I would consider that. Um, on to first base. Matt, where do you think you're going at first base in the afternoon? Okay. Got Miguel Cabrera versus one Adrian Sampson. Yeah, he's pounding righties this year. Yes. Uh, De Holy versus Daniel Norris. I love that. I love that a lot. I think he should get in against the lefty, and it's just a good matchup for him. Yeah, you would think. And lastly, uh, John Jaso getting Albert Suarez. Yes. Uh, starting for the Giants, it's a guy named Albert Suarez who's not very good. Uh, he's okay. He's not no. terrible, but he's definitely not good. You can pick no, against them. So uh, we'll be picking some Pirates as well in that one. Um, I had the guys you had. Uh, other than that, anybody for the Red Sox, again, David Ortiz, Hanley Ramirez, is it too obvious? It's not too obvious. I should have had those written down. I did, and I... We can I, just I blanket statement again. Most Red Sox guys who are in the lineup are going to be fine against James Shields. The problem is that it might be too popular, but it is definitely going to be point central. So, it's also the such a small slate, like, you don't want the popular one, but also if it's the best one, and those are the only places that runs get scored, like, you're in trouble if you're not on it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. If David Ortiz has the best day, and you might, then you needed to... Possibly needed to be there, so... Yeah, those two are big bets there. Um, how about in the evening? I only had two first basemen in the evening slate. I had three. Okay, how'd you do? Start with Will Myers versus John Lamb? John Lamb, yeah. 
John Lamb's been bad. Again, I, I have a lot of Padres, and he's one of them, too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, ready on lefty. Mm-hmm. Will Myers just kind of whoops on lefties a bit. So, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, no, I think it's a good uh, one. Yep. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt versus Eddie Butler. Uh, yeah, that's the other one I had. I really like it. He liked, he prefers lefties, but it's Eddie Butler and it's Coors Field. I think okay. uh, going to be in Colorado. Yeah, he's going to be just fine. I wrote down Freddie Freeman versus Matt Harvey. You know what? That's totally fine. I didn't, but I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we'll get to Matt Harvey later, but he just faced Atlanta last week at home, and he went six innings and allowed four runs against Atlanta. You know, should have been real safe. Now he's going to Atlanta. So I don't think he's going to get blown up, but I think that Freddie Freeman against him is a totally safe... I wouldn't say totally safe pick, but a totally viable pick, for sure. He's, not, he's actually not been very good against lefties this year, so... Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I like that. And then at second base, uh, I had in the afternoon only two names. I really like them both. Could use a sneakier option if you have one. Okay. Started with Dustin Bedroya getting James Shields. He's killing yep. righties. Yeah, Shields yeah. just giving away runs. Um, Everybody's going to be on it, but I don't think that means you can't, too. And then uh, Ian Kinsler getting Adrian Sampson. He prefers lefties, but if we think that the Tigers are going to score runs there, I think we do. It'd be good to have him uh, as the leadoff man as a part of that. Would you agree? Yeah, fair enough. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, do you have anybody else at second base in the afternoon? Andres Blanco versus Ricky Nolasco. You do love Andres Blanco, but against Ricky Nolasco, I'm totally fine with that, for sure. Anybody else? No, that's it. Yeah, afternoon's kind of tough. You either want to take the obvious one in Pedroia, you know, or like Kinsler, and then other than that, you're just digging. You can do like Josh Harrison against Albert Suarez, I guess, but you're just trying to be contrarian. Um, how about in the evening? I had four names. How'd you do? Me too, but okay. I guarantee two of mine are different than yours. Okay, so I have Neil Walker against Matt Whistler, even though we were saying he's better against lefties this year, but uh, I think he'd just be he'd be fine there, right? I'm not a fan of that pick, Dylan. Okay, so you're not with me there. How about Ben Zobris getting way in Chen? I am a fan of that pick. Yeah, it's in Miami, but other than that, I like the matchup. He'll be just fine. Uh, do you have Gene Segura getting Eddie Butler? I do! Yeah, that one's going to be money, I feel like, if he's at the top of that lineup. It's kind of, it's kind of speaking to him, I'm not going to lie. He likes to hit righties, it's in cores. I think they're going to score plenty of runs. He'll be a part of that, so I'm all in there. Um, the only other second baseman I had, Brandon Phillips getting Christian Friedrich. I like these uh, Reds infielders against the lefties. And again, I don't believe Christian Friedrich, and it's in uh, Cincinnati. So I, I'm in on Brandon Phillips, who's, again, still bats at a good spot in the lineup. Uh, the Reds can hit a little bit. He's His best days are behind him, but I think he can still contribute against lefties. So I have Brandon Phillips. Um, who'd you have that I didn't have? I have uh, one Johnny Giovatella versus Kendall Graveman. Oh boy, I, it's you got to squint real hard to be excited about it, but it is against Kendall Graveman, so... Graveman's been rough. He's been real bad. That's the pick, really. It's not that you're inspired by Giovatella, it's that it, you're just it, looking for someone against Graveman. He's been better than you you would think. Maybe so, because I think he's been pretty bad. And Graveman, he's done something else I think I've never, I, I've never seen before. What's that? He's got an OPS over 800 against both sides of the plate. That's a bad sign. Isn't it? That's not, not a good way to keep your job, but uh, the A's, you know, need pitchers. But yeah, uh, if you can find angels that you like, or even half-like, like Johnny Giovatella, I think that's totally an option. Yeah. Um, okay, on the third base. I would in the finish, Dylan. You're not finished. More second baseman. Oh, man, we are you know, an embarrassment of riches. Who do you got? This one, he, he, digging deep for, digging awfully deep. Deeper than Johnny Giovatella. Yes. Okay. 
Who are you thinking? Arota versus Tim Lincecumo, Arota and Arismendi Alcantara. Okay. Yeah, he has uh, joined the A's. Uh, pretty good pickup for them. Um, kind of a might be more of a utility player, but if he gets in, he's a switch hitter. He can he can do it. He has more upside than a lot of the guys in the lineup. Accurate. Yeah. So yeah, I th- I think you and I would both like to see him play. Me too. Uh, yeah. I I agree. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now on the third. Are you ready? Can we go to third base? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, who are you thinking in the afternoon? Alec Nick Castellanos versus Adrian Sampson. Yep. And I would have liked Travis Shaw, but I don't think he's going to start. Right. So let's look at this, like, Red Sox roster. Uh, is it Devin Marrero getting in, I suppose? Looks like maybe the utility guy they have that could play third base. He That's played third okay. base. Yeah, he played there on Tuesday. So uh, I could see them going with him. Sure. You know? Or Marco Hernandez is the other utility infield guy. Um, I believe that if either of those guys gets in, again, warm body against uh, James Shields... I'm fine with that, right? I guess, yes. It's, you're, if you get points there, it's going to be points that nobody else has, and that can be big in a uh, in a four games late. So I, I'm into being sneaky. Not you know, you can take Ortiz and Pedroia, but also you can take any of those uh, lesser known guys in the Red Sox lineup too. I like that. Um, what else are you thinking? Is that it? A third base in the Not afternoon? Pretty much. I wrote Matt Duffy getting John Neese. Matt uh, Duffy. I'm not sure he's healthy. He's also banged up. Oh man, that's gonna make it. Then, then you're right. It might be a, a real tough uh, third base afternoon. It looks like, yeah, I think you might be right. Okay, so he's not playing so much right now. Uh, how about he's on the DL? Oh, boy, how about uh, Connor Gillespie then? Any interest at all? It's, le- it's less likely to be in there. It might be. Might be started on Wednesday against a lefty. Big bad Ramiro Pena for the Giants getting in against John Neese. Yeah. Yeah, that is not an exciting player. It's it's not as juicy as getting uh, James Shields, but again, in a teeny little slate like that, I think if you can get some points there, there's a good chance that other people not getting points at third base in such a small slate. I would consider getting cute in a GPP uh, with someone like Ramiro Pena, but not a ton of confidence there. When when you build your lineup, you start with Nick Castellanos and then yes. build up from there. You might have to pretty much start with Nick Castellanos. I, I agree. Um, I mean, you can go, like, Jung Gung against Albert Suarez. That's not the platoon advantage, but a totally viable option there at third yeah, base. If you want. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah. Trevor Plouffe getting Jared Eikhoff, I guess. Like, again, not the advantage, but somebody who has a pulse and can hit a bit. Okay, how about in the evening? What are you thinking at third base? I'm thinking Eugenio Suarez versus Christian Friedrich. Absolutely. I'm all in there. Okay, I'm thinking Chris Bryant versus Wayne Chen. Yep, should be just fine. Okay, I'm thinking Jay Clam versus Eddie Butler. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and lastly, on the other side of that, against John Lamb, Ian Jervis Solarte. Yeah. Did you look up what he's doing against lefties this year? I, yes. I did my research for the show. Why do you think I wrote his name down? Because <laughs> he murders lefties, apparently. Practically, yes. It was a surprise to me. It's not a big sample size, but an OPS over 1,000 against lefties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, I was surprised how many Padres I really like today, actually. And he is one of them. Yeah, uh, I'm totally all in with Younger V. Solarte. I had all the same names you did, except, uh, and I had to write him somewhere, and so I'm putting him at third base, but he might go somewhere else. Um, do you have Javier Baez getting way in, Chen? I had him at shortstop, jerk. Sure. So, my guess is that Chris Bryant plays left field and he plays short, but it has definitely been a bit fluid. Um, if he, you know, wherever he fits in your DFS lineup, go nuts. Uh, shortstop is, you know, a better place to have him, but... Yeah, you're all in there too, right? Yes. 
Yeah, sorry. Sorry to steal it from you. Uh, how about where else at shortstop, uh, on the shortstop in the afternoon? The afternoon, uh, Xander Bogarts versus James Shields. Yes, that's righty on righty, but I don't care at and all. That's literally the only name I could find. Okay, maybe, uh, okay. The other two I had, and it's reaching. So Bogarts is like, you know, with an exclamation point. That's the one. So you're just looking for alternatives, kind of like the Castellanos thing. Yeah. Where can I go if I don't want to take the one that everybody else is going to take? Uh, I would consider Tim Anderson against Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello slowed down a bit. Would you I consider that? that I, I would love to see Tim Anderson take a walk before I pick him in a DFS lineup. I understand. I understand. Uh, but <laughs> I understand. But we're, we're trying to find somebody other than Xander Bogarts here. I would consider and, uh, Tim Anderson just because it's Fenway and Porcello's been cooling off. Um, and then I wrote your boy, Eduardo Nunez, getting Jared Eikhoff, even though... Eikhoff has been good against righties, and Nunez has uh, preferred lefties. So it's a double backwards split in a bad way. Uh, but we need a name, and he has been producing. So I would consider Eduardo Nunez there. Would you even consider that? I think I'd go with Tim Anderson before he did that. Okay. You could do Brandon Crawford getting John Neese. That's lefty on lefty, but he has been able to hit lefties in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But looking for shortstops for sure. Looking for alternatives. All right. In the evening, I had two names. How'd you do there? I had two, but we said one already. One was Javier Baez. If you can play there, that's great. Uh, was your other one Zach Cozart getting Christian Friedrich? Yes. Yeah, he's also you know doing real well against lefties this year. That that Reds infield, I like that as a sneaky one. Um, if you like built Reds and Padres, I, you know two lineups most people aren't excited about, and I think that's a a good evening place to go. My other name, gonna dig a little bit deeper, but. Your boy, Alexi Ramirez of the Padres, doing nothing this year except a 751 OPS against lefties. That's not an eye-popping number. That's not an exciting number. That is a serviceable number, though. That is something that you can do something with against John Lamb. If you're, again, five games late, just looking for an option there. Uh, And I think uh, you could get some points that nobody else wants to do anything with uh, Alexi Ramirez. Could you ever in a million years bring yourself to pick Alexi Ramirez in DFS? No. Yeah, I think this is the day to possibly do it. Because I agree. <laughs> I say DFS should be fun on day one. Pick fun guys. Have fun with it. And Alexi Ramirez is nobody's idea of fun. But uh, winning by using him would be pretty fun. So Kids probably think he's fun. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Nobody that plays fantasy thinks Alexi Ramirez is fun. What his uh, son does. That's, you know, Alexi Jr. That's probably true. All right. And then the outfield. Um, had some names, not not a ton, because again, such a small slate. How did you do in the afternoon? Okay, Red Sox outfield versus James Shields is an exclamation point. Don't care who it is. Yeah, even so, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mookie Betts are going to cost a bunch, but they're going to be worth it. Uh, Chris Young, who usually hits lefties, just fine against James Shields too, right? I don't think he plays. He's been playing a lot in the outfield, is he? actually. Yeah, they've been playing him against uh, righties also. He's just kind of taken over that left field job, so... Um, but whoever gets in there, I, the other outfielder on their roster right now is Ryan Lamar. But I, I, I'm very much in the, if they have a pulse and they're starting, go with them. So 90% sure you made that name up. I, I, I read it off of uh, MLBDeathCharts.com is what I was looking at. So if, if they lied to us, then I'm passing the blame there. Um, where else are you thinking in the outfield? Okay. Uh, Gregor, Gregory Polanco and Matt Joyce versus uh, Albert Suarez. Yep, I'm totally fine with that. I, I would have Starling Marte, but it looks like he got hurt on Wednesday. It appears so. Yeah, so, yeah. boo, can't go there. 
Angel Pagan versus John Neese on the other side of that. Okay. Yeah, you like him against the lefty? But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Cruz versus Daniel Naris. Yes. And if you say Nelson Cruz, you have to say... The Big Fragu. The Big Fragu. You have me literally just writing that down. I don't even write the name Franklin Gutierrez anymore. I wrote <laughs> Fragu. Uh, it's, it's Baby Cruz. It's le- less expensive, can also still hit, can definitely produce against a lefty. So I like that for sure. Robbie Grossman, now and forever, versus Jared Icaw. Yep. Switch hitter gets that advantage against Icaw, which is important. And he's... Weird German exchange student buddy from high school, Max Kepler. Okay, sure. Who is, in fact, German? Yes, that's... I was... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just a German-sounding name. No, it was actually... He's actually, like, a, he, was, he was born in Berlin. Yeah, I think he has American parents, but yes. I, I'm sure he does, but either way... It... Yes, but born in Germany and can hit Jared Eikhoff. Friend from high school and his weird German exchange student friend. What's your problem? Yes. I'm I'm in. Yeah. Against Jared Eikhoff with a lefty, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And lastly, Odebel Herrera versus Ricky Nolasco. Yeah. I wish there were more Phillies I felt good about picking. Me but, too. Uh, but it is Odebel Herrera. Yeah. I like that. Um, you had every name I had except Tigers outfielders against Adrian Sampson. Uh, again, I'm believing in Justin Upton a little bit more now. And mm-hmm. then uh, Stephen Moya had two homers on Wednesday. He's, mm-hmm. he's ready to hit in the big leagues, it looks like. At least if we're making short-term uh, judgments, but talented guy has power, uh, and it's Adrian Sampson, so I'm, I'm fine with Tigers outfielders there, too. Um, okay. How about in the evening? I struggled with outfielders in the evening slate. Okay. Mets outfield versus Matt Whistler. Right, yeah. Any of the, any of the lefties who, who are healthy enough to make it to the lineup, I'm fine with. Yeah, which is not a ton of them, but if they're in there, would you consider Cespedes, or do you not like him as much against uh, Whistler? I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, Rockies outfield versus Zach Grinke. So I looked up Zach Greinke because one of the best pitching names on the slate, for sure, because uh, it's such a small slate. But wanted to, I actually looked at uh, how he's done in, in course field in his career. Uh, a career 4.19 ERA and a 1.71 whip. So this might shock you, but he has actually done poorly in course field in his career. So uh, I don't know if I'm starting him, but I think it's okay to use uh, those Rockies guys against him, too. Also, so. not great against lefties, and the Rockies outfield is completely left-handed. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's Blackman and it's uh, Cargo. I think Parra's on the DL, but but yeah, oh, I like those left-handed ones. Yeah, but Blackman and Cargo go nuts. I agree. Been so memorable this year. Yes, exactly. Okay. Next up, uh, Padres outfield versus John Lamb, Matt Kemp, mm-hmm. Melvin Upton. Yes, Melvin Upton has has turned his platoon splits around to be right-sided or correct. Uh, 817 OPS this year against lefties, which is rocking against John Lamb. And I want to revisit the Matt Kemp batting line against left-handed pitching. Can we do our, our update here on how Matt Kemp's doing against lefties? Because, very important, he has drawn two walks now since we last checked in, giving him two total on the year against lefties. So, more than uh, Anderson has. Yeah, we, we, missed the, uh, we missed the occasion. We missed the, the balloon parade and everything for him drawing a walk against a lefty this year. He now has a 358 366, 731 slugging line against uh, triple slash line against left-handers this year. Hitting lefties, not wa- drawn walks, but still pounding them. So, uh, yeah, him against John Lamb. I'm, I'm all in there, for sure. And I wrote down Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun versus Kendall Graveman. Yes, and anybody that you trust in the Angels lineup. Uh, Johnny G. Vitella. Basically them, and maybe Johnny G. Vitella. Uh, I agree. The, the Pick against Graveman. It's going to go just fine. 
Anybody else for you in the outfield? Oh, that's it. It was thin. Um, your boy Albert Almora is right-handed, and he gets a lefty in Wei and Chen. There's not a lot to go on there yet, but if you think the Cubs can score in Miami, and they probably can, uh, he could be a part of that. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is, like, the best hitter against lefties in baseball this year. He's been amazing. And he gets John Lester, and John Lester's pretty good, but you, I just I can't ignore the, the numbers he's put up against lefties. So I would consider that. I don't think it'll be that popular, because... You know, people don't want to pick against John Lester, but he's the the one Marlins hitter I trust. And the only other person I wrote is Adam Duvall getting Christian Friedrich. And Duvall has done most of his damage against righties, but I'm just going to trust in him being a serious power hitter and Christian Friedrich being bad. And I don't think that having the platoon advantage is all of a sudden going to mean that he can't hit, even though he's been better against righties. So uh, I think he's an option against Friedrich, because uh, I think he's bad. So, all right. And then... That's it for outfield. There's enough options there. What the heck do we do here for pitchers? And okay. it's starting in the afternoon. What are you thinking? It's tough. I cut off Porcello and be done with it. Okay. So we, let's look at all of them real quick. Albert Suarez going to Pittsburgh. You could, like, pray for a quality start, but there's no upside there. He's not terrible, but he's not much of an option. No, he's, no, there's, there's, like, no strikeouts. Walks too many. Right. John Neese has a 4.74 ERA and a 1.48 whip. Uh... The only upside you're looking for there is that the Giants have struggled with lefties this year. Mm. So you could hope that they wouldn't do much against them. But again, the upside with John Nace is pretty low. So could he, like, work his way into an okay outing? Sure. But it's okay. also a super early start for a West Coast team. Yeah. It's it's, it's possible, but there's no reason to be excited about it. You don't want Adrian Sampson or Daniel Norris. Uh, they're both bad. I think Daniel Norris has talent, but... Seattle actually can hit. It's a bad matchup for both. Avoid. Ricky Melasco, I like him as a dark horse just because he still gets some strikeouts and the Phillies can be bad. And by I like him, I mean we're talking about this four games late. That's why you would consider it. His control numbers still look good. He's kind of doing the Joe Blanton thing. Um, and he had two straight quality starts. I don't love it, but I think that you can consider Nolasco. Um Ikoff, you mentioned, I think that's one of the safer ones. He actually has talent. Uh, he worries about lefties like Kepler and Grossman, but uh, he's one of the more talented ones on the slate. James Shields, you would only take because you're a madman and you want to like burn your money and laugh really hard when you happen to win it. Like it's a lottery ticket, quite literally, right? Like you're like my odds are a million to one, but if I won, I could like throw a parade. Crappiest lottery ticket I've ever seen. It's a it's a bad lottery ticket. But the really the only appeal to James Shields is that everybody thinks he'll be bad. And everybody thinks he'll be bad because he's been bad. Um and then Rick Porcello gets the White Sox, who Matt will tell you can't hit anything. I will say they can't hit most things. So um but he has some talent. He's cooled off, but I think should have an okay day. So you started with Porcello and Ikoff and just said it, right? So that's yep, pretty much. Yep, I think that's the two safest ones. Pardon my train. Um, Nalasco, if you're feeling crazy, and then Suarez and Nice, if you're feeling more crazy. But yeah, all right. In the evening, not a lot better in the evening. I don't feel like. Did you have any more options or anything exciting in the evening to go with? I think I'd probably start with Lester. Lester going to Miami. He just has to avoid Marcelo Zuna. I'd probably try to fade Matt Harvey with Matt Whistler. You could do Matt Harvey and hope that he does better. Again, last time, six innings, four runs against Atlanta. Try and believe in the matchup and hope he does better. Matt Harvey this year. Yeah. Uh, I think both of them are options, uh, Harvey or Whistler. Can't be real excited. But 
they're both pretty easy matchups. I don't think the, the Mets are that good. I think Whistler, who also has cooled off really bad. He's been bad lately. I don't have a lot of trust in Whistler right now. But uh, you could you could do that. He's given up seven home runs in his last three starts, so that that's that's hurt for Matt Whistler. But I'm just not scared of most Mets. Um, we don't want Christian Friedrich. We don't want John Lamb, even though they're against poor offenses. It's, it's bad matchups for them, and they're bad. Way and Chen against the Cubs. You just gotta feel crazy just because you don't pick against the Cubs. Zach Greinke and Coors. I mean, a good outing exists there, but I I don't want it. Like it's. it's not likely, I guess. Like, you wouldn't be blown away if he had a good outing there, but you're just not going to try it, right? Uh, I would be impressed if he had a good outing, but I wouldn't try it either. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not going there either. And then Kimball Graveman's been so bad that I wouldn't even use him against the Angels. Tim Lincecum, you're hoping he gets some strikeouts for you? I mean, the A's have been so bad, too. I think you could very crazily consider uh, Tim Lincecum, but I do not have much faith in that either. I have no it's just a terrible pitching day overall. If you went, say, Lester Lincecum, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I am not. don't have a lot of hope for Lincecum, but it's possible. I, again, last time out seemed okay, but he was getting a lot of line outs, a lot of hard contact, and not many strikeouts, so not a lot there. It's a tough pitching day. I think the evening is Harvey or Whistler with John Lester. And then in the the first slate, it's Icava Porcello, maybe Suarez or Nice. It's a tough pitching day. It's a tough pitching day. And then uh, Matt, we got to pick a, a streamer here. And I, I did not look up percentages before the show, but our options are are pretty pretty mean here. Anyway, uh, what are you you thinking? I'm probably going to go with Tim Lindsay can be done with it. Uh, Jared Icava is forty six percent owned. Oh! I'm not going to marry you to Tim Lincecum because of it. We, I mean, that's the best pick available, right? Yes. All right, we're going to go with Eikhoff then. I, no, you're not stuck with Lincecum because you didn't know. Uh, I think I think for us in this, it's this easily, easily the safest play. I don't think we feel great about it by any means, but that is easily uh, the safe one, I suppose. So we're going to take Eikhoff. You, you can consider Lincecum if you want, but no thanks. Um, all right, Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, not much. No, no, I, I don't think so. I know, well, uh, there's all-star game news, which I know you hate, so... I, I don't tend to care that much, no. What about in Matt's world? What are you doing this weekend? Uh, we're having a guy come clean the air conditioner on Saturday, so that's my Saturday. That's, oh boy, did he give you, like, an eight-hour window? I, I will get the eight-hour window on Friday. Oh boy, that'll be fun. So I, I can literally plan nothing for this for Saturday. That's a bummer. And Sunday we're probably just going to go grocery shopping and hit the gym and just hang out. Sounds like a good lazy weekend. That sounds okay. Well, well so it depends. If that, I have to get the air conditioner fixed first. That's true. Then it'll be nice and lazy. Awesome. Um, well, on Friday, uh, Brad will be back. Brad missed last week. He was in New York for the Fangraphs meetup, but he'll be back for a live hey. Friday morning show. My invite. That's, yeah. Will you get a... Get a... <laughs> Yeah, we we didn't get to go to New York because we couldn't afford it. That was our invite, as if we paid to go. That seemed like fun. I'll ask Brad about that. But uh, 8 a.m. on the West Coast, 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, on Friday morning, we'll do a live Field of Streams podcast. If you want to see how the sausage is made, you can join us while we do the show. Um, they can chat. You can be a part of it. You can ask your questions, get your shout-outs. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be Brad and I on uh, Friday morning. And then Matt and I, of course, will be back on Monday. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Love hearing from you guys every day. Matt got some good tweets about your new nickname today, the Master of Toilets. That's a new oh. f- immediate fan favorite, which is good. It's good. It, 
<laughs> Thank you, Sean, for for reminding me. Yeah, shout out to Sean. Uh, I have to use it sparingly. Yeah. I don't want to beat the dead horse, but it is a new, uh, a new habit. In, and I have it in my pocket, a nickname for Matt, Master of Toilets. It's good. Okay, well, that should do it for us then. Yeah, for Matt, I'm Dylan. Uh, I'll be back on Friday, and Matt and I will be back on Monday. Talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.